0: It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Available on your podcast platform of choice, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. Episode 35 of the Say Hey Podcast. This is Doug Hayes, aka Say Hey Doug. It is May 6th, 2021. Let's bring in my co-host, say hey Rob. Rob, what's going on, my man? How you doing? Say hey Doug. Man, it is a
1: beautiful day. You know, the day after single de mayo. I think we all kind of recovered from all them tacos yesterday.
0: Say stay Mayo.
1: <laughs> say Mayo. That is today. <laughs> but now we are enjoying this nice little off day away from uh the uh debacle that has been the San Francisco Giants bullpen these last uh, couple of days, but we'll get more into that. But other than that, no complaints, my man. No complaints. How about you?
0: I'm doing pretty good. Um, I, as you know, I'm not a fan of the hot weather and it kind of just snuck up on us real quick. So, uh, you know, I, I'm coaching softball and uh, out there in the hottest part of the day, I'm not really enjoying the weather right now, especially with all this wind we've been getting. Not really enjoying it, but uh, shout out. I, I do have to do this real quick. I got to shout out my softball team, um, because we did just knock off a state power on Monday. So, uh, pretty proud coach this week. Pretty proud must, coach must have been CC. Uh, yes, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> hey, uh, we are joined tonight by co admin of Giants Chatter, Brooks Newton. Uh, you can give Brooks a follow on Twitter at Brooks Newton. That's B R O O K S K N U D S E N Brooks. You're a friend of the show, plus much more.
2: Welcome back, my friend. How you doing? Say hey, boys. What's happening? I I cannot tell you how stoked I am to be back on the show. And the honor of being here on May 6th, which is a very special day for this podcast, because it's Willie May's freaking birthday. 90 years old. Happy birthday to the say hey kid himself. Say, hey, that's Willie. 90. 90, man. Isn't that crazy? I think we all would just take Willie Mays' life. If, if it was like an auction, I would drop every penny just to be Willie Mays. Just like be oh, a man. beloved, you know, member of, of baseball and make it to 90 plus years old. I love it.
1: 90 like, and going strong too, man. This guy just look a day over 65, I'd
2: say. <laughs> he, you know, Willie Mays can tell you like what the count was. When he had like two triples in a game in uh, Cincinnati in like 1969 or something, he's just like, oh yeah, it was a two-two pitch. I had a slider and I hit it to right, baby. <laughs> right. He doesn't. Is, he doesn't drop baby too much, but
1: that dude. That dude is sharp, man. Like he is. He's outliving his time by a mile and hopefully you know, he just keeps on doing it because man every, every every time he, he pops up in, the, in that same spring training Giants hat from 2001 or whatever that is man that is it makes you smile every single time
2: yeah and I I hope the Giants uh you know I hope they celebrate him properly I know they will this weekend it's you know it's just different when it's not 41 and a half thousand people there right. uh so hopefully uh the people that do show up are going to be loud and Uh, you know, and Willie can feel it. And I know he knows the circumstance. Uh, So, so, uh, and I was there for his 80th birthday. It was a walk-off. I think Freddie Sanchez had the walk-off hit. It was, it was just a great day. It was a day game, like a Wednesday, I think it was. Uh, Just, just good times, man. When you're there, just celebrating a figure like Willie Mays.
0: I mean, he is the namesake of this podcast. We are the Say Hey podcast named after the great, Willie really? Mays himself. Really, I, I thought it was In case just a you didn't know, in case you didn't know, <laughs> um, uh, well, I mean, I I figured it would be kind of cool. We can, or actually, it was Brooks's idea. I got to give him credit. Um, and actually, I think Brooks just gave his. <laughs> so he was there on his 80th birthday at at the time, AT and T Park. Um, you know, it was was it, it was August 2018. Rob, uh, you and I were at the game. Against um, the Pirates. I, yes, it was the Pirates, which was, you know, <laughs> fitting Yarr. enough. I think it was August eleventh, 2018. Something I'm like it remembered in dates. Um, and yes, I say it's fitting because it's pirates, because it was the day that Barry Bonds was getting his number twenty-five retired by the San Francisco Giants. And uh Rob, his dad, Steve and I uh were at that game and man, it was worth the freaking hour and a half wait to get across the Bay Bridge <laughs> yes. that day. Um because Rob and I grew up um, and I know I'm kind of deflecting from the main point of the story, but Rob and I grew up, you know, like idolizing Barry Bonds. And so it was just a freaking awesome experience to be there uh, for you the day. You guys gay. weren't the
2: only ones idolizing <laughs> Barry Bonds myself.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, of course. Of course. Oh. But, um, you know, it was just awesome to be there. for he. I believe he's the first giant who, you know salty subject but we've talked about before we've had a whole episode dedicated to it that's not in the hall of fame to have his number retired by the organization so um, but main point of the story was and Rob can attest to this uh, Willie Mays and the late great Willie McCovey were on the field as well that day and uh, Willie Mays got to speak for a couple minutes about his godson Barry Bonds and um, I just remember Willie was adamant about this man belongs in the hall of fame and um, I will never ever forget that speech. I mean, I get goosebumps just thinking about it now. Um, Rob, real quick, I mean, tell us about that day that Willie Mays was fighting for Barry Bonds' legacy. You know what? The best part about that was,
1: and Dwayne Kiper, uh can confirm this. He wasn't scheduled to speak. Like he was going to say like a, a word that's or right. two. He wasn't scheduled to like to go on, but he kind of he kind of hijacked the ceremony. I think that's exactly what how Dwayne Kuyper put it. And they just said. Well, I'm not gonna step in and stop him. I'm not gonna That's step right. in and, stop. and and I, I want to say, yeah, Clint Hurdle, who is the who is managing Pittsburgh and the home plate umpire, they're like, no, no one's gonna go there and stop him. Now, You let him go. You let him talk as long as he wants. You know who's who's gonna you know who's gonna break up break up this? And it's the goat. Yeah, it re- really was talking and, about the other goat.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it
1: was. It was just the coolest thing, and just how passionate he was about trying to get Barry Barry in. You know before before he he goes one day and and how much it means to him and how much it really means to Barry, even though he won't, you know, say it as much. And it was just a really cool moment and
0: something I will never forget. I had never heard that ballpark so quiet um, when Willie Mays was speaking. I mean, everybody from, you know, six years old all the way up to 86. I mean, whatever. Everybody was listening dead on, just quiet. That was an awesome few moments. Um that I'll never ever forget. So happy birthday, Willie. And yeah, happy uh, birthday, we, Willie. Happy birthday, you're Willie. Say hope hey. you a good one, buddy. Say hey, kid. Um, well, guys, it's May 6th. The Giants are 18 and 13, and they are in first place. And damn you know right. what we're gonna do today? We're gonna bitch about it.
2: Uh <laughs> damn those first place giants.
0: Those freaking first place giants. You know what? Uh, if, if you're not new, uh, you know, Rob and I are pretty straightforward guys here. And uh, Brooks knows that. So we'll see what kind of we're, we're going to see what Brooks brings to the table tonight. We know he's always uh, just freaking awesome to have on here. So I'm spirited um, and angry, <laughs> spirited and angry. He's yeah. Uh Oh, I bangry. like that. That's good. You're welcome. Yeah. Coin it, um, coin it. We're, we're going to talk about one thing tonight and one thing only. And that's the bullpen. And this is a unit that going into the season uh, you yours truly right here was all over like, Hey, this is going to be the strength of this team. And um, you know, I'll get to my opinion a little bit, but I kind of want to let um, Brooks and Rob take, uh, take this uh, because they've uh, they've seen a little more giants baseball than I have this last week. I've had a really, really busy week. So I'm kind of going to let the guys who have seen it take charge and, I will uh, jump in of course, but um, talk about the current state of the bullpen uh, with the giants and what's going on.
2: Should I take this one, Rob? Go first, buddy. Go. First. Oh boy. Batting lead off. All right, here we go. So, <laughs> so we all know, uh, you know, you can't get to a bullpen without the starting pitching, starting pitching has been dominant outside of a couple of hiccup games. The giants have just been, you know, tops in the league. Uh, nobody can say they saw that coming they they kind of pieced this together with some some you know free agent guys coming off of injuries coming off of poor performances and they built a rotation using uh you know monopoly money they they are paying these guys uh money that they've probably already earned at this point and it's only you know the beginning of may so going from there uh you, you know there's a lot of uh you know credit given to the starting pitching to give the, the Giants this first, uh, first place uh, uh, record that they're holding. Um, in fact, the Pythagorean theorem has them at 19 and 12 instead of 18 and 13. Uh, even, you know, actual philosophy says the Giants should have a better record than they do. And there's a reason why. Um, there, there's this thing called the bullpen. And the way that our manager, Gabe Kapler, is, is going about it, is he's trying to create the perfect matchups at all time. He wants right-handed pitchers to face the right-handed batters. He wants the left-handed pitchers to face the left-handed batters, and so on. And, you know, you look at these 13 losses. um, One thing that, you know, first, before, I I don't want to talk the whole time here. I want to get Rob to jump in. but, But tell me, Rob, have you ever seen the Giants, even in the winning years, even 10, 12, 14, 16 even, have you ever seen the Giants just go an entire month without getting blown out once, without losing a game by more than four runs? Tell me about that. No, I really haven't. And the – they
1: uh, – God, it's so hard to really put my finger on it. and But with McGee and Whistler and – Rodgers and all, all these guys who are sp- supposed to be these, you know, high leverage, ex- I mean, experienced guys. I mean, they're not – I mean, Tyler Rogers is a, is, is a project. And even – and we all kind of thought coming in, in the season, okay, well, kind of by default, just because of last year, okay, he's going to get a lot of high leverage, you know, you know situations and spots. But, like, really, he's, he's kind of fallen – between the cracks a little bit you know these, these last few few weeks you know not not really getting not really getting getting reps uh you know they let jake mcgee you know sit around for a, a week and that really showed the the, the other night and but then I, I think me and me and doug talked about it it was it was, it was in that that Mar, that marlins game uh like 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 a week and a half ago where yeah, it was like a four or five, a five run game, I, I I believe it was, but Yep. And Rogers and McGee get in you know, get in that game. Like it, it just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense.
2: And it took and, Twitter by storm. Everyone was saying Yeah, it was awful. Why why is Rogers pitching here? Okay, that's weird. And all of a sudden it was like, Why is McGee pitching? It's five to one. This is dumb. And you know, it's not like they hadn't worked in a while. They pitched the night prior three, nothing win the night before. So it was kind of like, you're almost guaranteeing these guys aren't going to pitch the next day. You're, yeah. you're forcing them into this game. And all that's doing is showing that you don't trust anybody else. And, you know, uh, obviously we're going back in time, but Flores boots the ball with two outs and it was kind of shook uh, McGee's uh, concentration there. And then uh, he gave up a big fly to Aguilar who ended up, becoming like super hot. So it wasn't like some scrub hit one off of him. It was a right. guy that was just beast mode at that point. So, so anyways, yeah, that, that was McGee's last appearance until just the other day at Coors Field. He had, he went uh, an entire week without pitching.
1: Which is, I mean, even like, like, we, like we don't like to compare Kaplar to Bruce Bosch, even though we're, we're going to do it right now. Cause that, <laughs> that's, that's, that's all we really got. But yeah but he would find interesting- ways, and i know it it was a little easier back you know back then because there was no three battle roll and stuff, so you could find ways to get guys just six seven pitches whatever you know back then but you, when you're, you when you know you're gonna need these guys to to be sharp when you, when you really need them you ha you have to find like li- little little ways to get them in into games and a, a lot of a lot of the Giants games've been very close yeah and I mean aside from their uh game their game one blah victory did the, 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 the other day mm-hmm. you know all these games are pretty close so there's there's just there's absolutely no no excuse for mm-hmm. for, for guys like McGee and Rodgers to go that long in, in between appearances and you' you're putting guys like Camilo Duval and Oh yeah. We're going to get to that one. Yeah. Matt, Matt Whistler. And who's had, who's had basically who's had nothing so far this year. And you know, guys, guys, guys like that, you're putting them in these high leverage situations and you know, they're just not ready for it. And they're, and then they're not getting looks in kind of lower leverage situations. Like we, we, you know, the giants don't really have any, any, any guys aside Gossman aside, and then Desclafani D- had his complete game a few about, about a week ago. I mean, no, no, nobody really really clears six innings. So like you you want to get guys like I I don't know. You want to get
2: yeah Berger doesn't Berger doesn't pitch much. Berger doesn't,
1: doesn't pitch much. You know, I mean even even a guy like like before they traded him, you know. Peralta was, was, was getting a ton of looks and that that didn't make a lot of sense but did it make yeah.
2: sense I and I want to get Doug's thought on this Rob is that uh you know was it by design that Peralta was the high leverage guy did they know that they wanted to move this guy and they wanted to show this guy can pitch the eighth he can pitch the ninth who wants him it's hey, possible. Yankees, I know you're injured are you ready to give us talkman are you ready now? How about we'll talk to you in two weeks. Are you ready now to give us Talkman? And the well, Yankees said, All right. So, so there you go.
0: They could have been under the table showcasing him with, uh, and of course, we don't know. I mean, we're not, you know, in the freaking office with Farhan and Sky Harris, but. Well, I am, uh, but not you guys. Uh, oh, of course. Thank you, Brooks. Uh, but I mean, <laughs> you know, a guy like Talkman, Farhan went on record and said, We've been looking at this guy ever since I arrived. I mean, and um, so, yeah, I think they were kind of using. Uh, Peralta sporadically later in games maybe a little earlier they kind of shown him in all different scenarios and uh, maybe it did enough to uh, lure him off to the Yankees and of course I mean that's for another day but talkman has been fantastic ever since he got here with the Giants but um, yeah, I just want to finish true. I just want to finish up with McGee real quick um, I just think it's interesting I know we're talking about usage here from the first day of the season April 1st through April 20th, so it's 20 days, obviously, he appeared in 10 games. And that's literally every other day he's pitching, and that's including off days. Um, And then from April 22nd through May 4th, um, that's what, 12 days right there? Four times. So, you know, he was on fire, uh, you know, those first 9, 10 games thrown really well, and then he's been used – um, a little more scarcely in the last 2 weeks um do you think that has a big impact on his decline these last 4 or 5 outings for him i think it does a to you know
1: to an, ex, to an extent you know and the, and, the, and, the, and the problem is you know he came out so good you know he came out so good you know you know, early on it was like holy crap man you know the giants just kind of you know fell into a closer and coming in season we didn't know who who the hell the giants closer what was going to be like they were when when they go out and get guys like Alvarez guys who guys who who throw hard and and have swing and miss stuff, like they were up for, for discussion. I mean, I talked about Harlan Garcia, you know, in, in, in spring training. Like we, we really didn't know, but McGee comes out, looks great, but
2: great. First impression.
1: Yeah. Great Great. first impression. Yeah. No kidding. You you know, and, but you have to step back a little bit and remember, and and we were talking about this uh, yesterday in, in in our chat, like, you know, McGee's been around a long time and he's, not really been a very reliable closer. Like he, he's done it, you know. But I mean, a lot of people have done it to an extent, and he's he's been up and down his whole, his whole career in that role. And last year with, with with the Dodgers, you know, being that being that that setup man, that hold guy, you know, he was lights out. And I I don't know if that's where where he needs to be. But but the but the issue right now is the Giants don't really have many other options, or if if they do, they're not they're not showing him right now. So.
2: Well, you know, if you look at stats and you look at, um, you know, relief pitchers, only the best of the best are just every season, you know what you're going to get. Other guys, mm-hmm. it's a very volatile uh, position. You can have a guy um, just totally dominate. And then the next year no, you can't even trust the guy to even get an out. Um, this is almost my segue into uh, Matt Whistler. I don't want to get there yet. Uh, Doug, I uh, I know you're, you and I, especially, have been, um, you know, kind of Matt Whistler's uh, Small uh, defenders. Fanfare. Yeah, we'll just kind of <laughs> say, "Hey, guys, relax. This guy it is just an amazing year last year. Um, yeah. You know, let's let's see what he can do." And I, I feel I'm I'm almost getting to the verge of feeling like uh, I'm I'm starting to feel like I was wrong about Whistler. It, and and you know, you it's something I brought up at the beginning of the year that kind of stood out to me. This is a failed starter, right? This is a guy that just couldn't couldn't get anything going as a starter for Atlanta. Um, they finally use him as a reliever in 2017 and 2018. He gets traded, goes to Cincinnati. Then he goes to San Diego. Then he goes to Seattle. Then he goes to Minnesota. I mean, he was, he's now on his sixth team in in three seasons, uh, technically four seasons. Um, and Minnesota last year was his big, great bounce back year, right? He had, uh, Good numbers uh, in the ERA department, 107, right? But, you know, his FIP was, is you know, 355, uh, 335. That's, like, pretty good. Um, so, obviously, he benefited a lot in those areas. Uh, he still was walking almost five batters per nine. That was, you know, that stood out to me. And and that's why the Giants got him for cheap, a million bucks plus some change. Um, and, uh, you know, it, you're looking at his numbers uh, this year, his 4.16 FIP is pretty close to the 3.35. So even though his ERA is pushing eight, it's tough to see. But, you know, he actually hasn't been as bad as we've seen. Um, he's just had trouble uh, keeping the ball in the yard at times. Uh, and the slider, when it's off, man, it's one of the most hittable pitches in baseball. And uh, and I'll get your thoughts on Whistler here in, in two seconds. But, um, yeah, the slider is, is, you know, it's kind of just – the pitch everybody's sitting on and uh you know it's uh somewhat surprisingly uh is expected batting average on that pitch is 202 um Mm. but it's 263 you know a lot of balls are are, you know finding holes on that slide spots yeah i mean give up a uh, hit to the pitcher you know it's just like some of these things are just like oh man this guy's just also getting unlucky but what i do know is that that guy should not be pitching in any close games let the guy get comfortable and relax and just get into a groove pitching in, like he did in game one of that doubleheader 12 to 4 lead he came in and got five batters out one two three four five he even gotten that bat he was never going to swing that bat a la Santiago <laughs> Casilla against the Marlins, but somehow he, uh, he was able to get into the right spot there, Doug. What do you think about Kapler using Whistler in that game? That kind of foreshadowed how he ended up being used in game two.
0: Well, I, I agree with um, you know, especially with the guy that's struggling um, you, you put him in a situation where, You know, there's nobody on, nobody out, or whatever. It's clear. He gets a fresh start. um, And you get him comfortable in those kind of outings. And, I mean, I'm looking at his game logs the last few games. um, In his last, what, one, two, three, four, five, six. Like, he's given up runs in two of his last seven games. So, maybe eight. So I think he's starting to like maybe find a groove a little bit, um, but he is, I'm looking at his ground ball rate. It's, it's actually better than it was last year, but I think he's just leaving some of those sliders up and he has been using maybe his fastball a little more than expected. Um, and he's leaving them in the zone and they're getting taken out of the yard. So um, that's my quick assessment on Matt So I'm still, I'm still going to give him a little more time until I, you know, say, okay, this guy's just not working out, but um, I think he's starting to turn the corner, so I am going to stay a little more positive on Matt Whistler. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm just going to say real quick, like this,
1: the the slider is his pitch, like that that's his out pitch. It's one it's it's what he uses all the time, you know. And like Brooks just said, you know, until that gets fine tuned, you can't bring him in <laughs> in the freaking fourth inning with the bases loaded. I don't care if John Gray is that is at the meth is at in the batter's box, you know. I mean, what? You can't put that guy in that situation right now, and especially that early in the, in the game. Like, come, come on! Like, why, why, why can't? Uh, I don't want to go off on that. That's that's more about Kapler. Logan Webb should not came out of that game yesterday. I'm sorry, not, not in we, that spot.
2: Can we talk about that real quick? Sure, that, go ahead. I was, was going to bring it up. It's a perfect time to talk about it. Um, <laughs> go ahead. And this this is you know it's about the bullpen and how it's you know how the bullpen's being used. It's almost like it was a seven-inning game, so Kapler felt like the fourth inning was like, oh, the sixth or seventh inning at that point. It was just very...
1: Seriously, did he forget?
2: <laughs> We're talking about Logan Webb here retiring 10 straight batters at Coors Field. That should be celebrated, right? Yeah. He gets, he gets Tapia to strike out to start the uh, the fourth inning, swinging, right? Gives up a 2-0 pitch uh, single to Garrett Hampson, who's really feasting on Giants pitching the last couple of years. That guy is... Uh, the new Arenado, hopefully not. Um, but, you know, Story, he uh, he starts him off with a strike. He, it was a nice little bounce back there. I, I'm not going to go through this entire thing pitch by pitch, but it's interesting to see that, uh, you know, all of a sudden uh, Story gets a single on a soft line drive, right? It, he's not getting totally smashed here. Then he has a tough battle with Ryan McMahon. He ends up walking him on seven pitches. That, to me, shows a pitcher that is still fighting, still battling, still has stuff to get guys to swing and miss, to foul it off, foul tip. Um, Then uh, Charlie Blackman, you know, waiting in the weeds. uh, First pitch, uh, gets a sharp grounder to go through. Runs come in. Yeah, okay. Then he walks Matt Adams on a nine-pitch battle. Uh, I mean, these – we're not talking about a four pitch walk here for every guy that's like red alert, red alert. Who's warming up? Get Whistler up. Now, like to me, it looked like a guy who at this time only had 50 something pitches. Then he gets a a swinging strikeout on another guy who's hitting well, Dom Nunez. Uh, So he's almost out of the inning there. And then Alan Trejo comes up and he just can't get a pitch in the zone. Very close four pitch walk. And out of the dugout comes Kapler steaming like you just know he's just at this point he's punishing Logan Webb who's at 68 pitches who had only allowed three earned runs in the first four innings at Coors which is like you know one whatever whatever <laughs>
1: dude like, whatever
2: yeah, yeah and and to to finish up he had a pitcher coming up I, I just don't understand the you know, I got my guys back is kind of like Kapler's mentality. That's the opposite of getting your guys back. <laughs> he wanted to put Logan Webb in the dughouse. He wanted to make an example of him by taking him out with the pitcher coming up and only 68 pitches, mind you. And a bullpen that if you remember game one, it was only Alvarez and Whistler. So the entire bullpen was rested and ready to go after a Monday rainout. Like, do you see how I'm like, I'm going in Thursdays heat? off upcoming. Yeah, and Thursday, Yeah, yeah, good point, good point. And I'm going into so much detail here because, to me, it's not about John Gray getting a single there on first pitch slider from Whistler, then Tapia getting an 0-2 mistake slider that cost two more runs. Um, It's not about that. Even if John Gray lines out or, you know, pops up, whatever, it's the process that bothers me. It's the reason that Logan Webb, who was having – Uh, a couple great starts back to back. He dominated the Marlins who it's no small thing. The Marlins are playing great right now. Um, And then he follows that up with a really solid start against the Padres in enemy territory. um, Had a mistake pitch in the sixth, as we know, um, but still battled there. You know, Logan Webb's only given up a couple runs here and there. So Whistler is the first man up out of all that instead of, Zach Littell, who's got you know, he's he's looking like a guy who's pitching well right now. Berger, who hasn't Berger. allowed a run, I he goes to Whistler there, and and last last point on this because this probably went on further than any of of us wanted to, but it's it's frustrating <laughs> because in we're talking about Kapler who is obsessed with lefty righty matchups, right? Right, Doug. Right, Rob. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guess who was coming up at, just in case John Gray got on a lefty, so. So, you literally let Whistler, you know, hey, if you don't get the pitcher out, you got to face a lefty because I'm mad at you, bro. You, you know, and Whistler's going, dude, I pitched literally a uh, game. You know, I just pitched. I just pitched yesterday. So, it, it was uh, very frustrating to see the Giants uh, give away a game like that. And the Rockies didn't really do much. At, they didn't do anything after that inning. That was it. They only scored their six runs there. And uh, Kepler couldn't get out of his own way. And, uh, and that, was, that was the ball game. Very frustrated.
0: The Say Hey podcast is sponsored by Manteca Bedquarters. Whether you're located in the Bay Area or the Central Valley, head out to Manteca and visit Manteca Bedquarters for great rates on mattresses from Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, and other top brands. Manteca Bedquarters also has bedroom furniture and bedding accessories. Located on the corner of Maine and Yosemite in Manteca, visit MantecaBedquarters.com for more details. All right, so are we ready to move on to our next guy? You know, I don't know, man. Like, I'm still pretty pissed about this, but yeah, yeah,
1: we, we, we need to move on.
0: All right. Very frustrating. <laughs> so we're going to move on to Doug's guy, and that's Camilo Duvall. Um, Camilo, Camilo. So, I've been very vocal. I love Camilo Duvall. His arm slot's funky. He throws hard. He's young. He's got some swagger to him. I love the guy. Um, had a great debut in Miami against the Marlins. Since then, kind of up and down. Um, and I'll, I'll let you guys talk usage in a minute because I know that's an, another – This is this guy's played victim to another, you know, usage situation – kind of debacle that we're talking about with manager Gabe Kapler again. Um, I just kind of want to put this out there from what I've observed from him. I think he's still, he's got, he does have electrifying stuff. And I think once he gets it down mean um, he commands it better, and this is yada, 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 cliche stuff for Duvall. Yes. He struggles with command still, whatever. Um, I'm just like looking at numbers and, and from what I've seen him actually do through the eye test, I mean, he, he, he averages nearly 98 miles an hour on his fastball. He's averaging just over 86 on his slider. So obviously he's a two-pitch guy. Um, I think it's fair to say that his fastball is almost a natural cut because it's got some cut actions to it. So which to me, and now here comes the coach and me, you know, he's got a cutter which, you know, goes away to righties and lefties. He's got a slider which goes away to righties and lefties except they're about 11 miles an hour different. I just want to say that I think if Camilo Duvall, and this probably take a year or two, if he were to to develop a two-seam fastball, which does the opposite of what like a cut does, and he sinks that thing away, and he can throw that in there at 93, 94, um, and again, you know, works on his command. But if he could just put that in there, he could be deadly. So, I, I just, that's my thoughts on my guy, Camilo Duvall, because I know you guys have seen him more the last few days. But if that guy can learn how to throw a two-seam fastball, my God. Now, talk shit on him. Go. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. I, I, I'm going to go first on this one. Everything you just said is true. I mean, the guy has electric stuff, and the sky is the freaking limit. And every time he comes in, I'm excited to watch him pitch because of all the, all the things that you, you just said. And, Especially when you know the debut he had against the Marlins, I believe it was. I mean that yeah. that was that was beautiful in Miami. That was great, and that was just like, man. Well, he's got nowhere to go but down from here, and and he has. But it's not entirely his fault. You got Gabe Kapler once again, kind of setting him up to fail in a lot of, in a lot of situations and putting more you know, more pressure on him than I think he needs to have at this point in his career. You know, he just got here, and he's ahead of schedule. We all know that. And it, this goes back to, Doug, the game, it was the game you were at, right? Where he came in in the ninth inning, right? To, no, well, I, are you talking right? about me?
0: No, that was when Santos came in. and Santa, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, line. I'm sorry,
1: I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. But, um, but he, you know, he's been put in some pretty high leverage just – situation since his debut yeah Mm -hmm. i think it was the day after his debut in in miami i think he came in and pitched the pitched the 10th and i I think it was and the marlins walked him off and and then you have him the uh, the other night for whatever reason you know he comes in for for mcgee and mcgee has been in this game a long time as we as we talked about earlier you know talk about experience and was he rusty the other night? He sure was, and you know he was. But you know they had a freaking four-run lead going going in, in, into the ninth. Don't remind us, Rob. Yeah, I, I know, but you know you let your <laughs> you let your closer work work through that. You know it was his mess. You let him get out of it. But god dang, like you you throw you throw a, a ball out there, and you know what. what you know, into that mess. Like it, sh- it should have been the opposite. You know, if you if you want to, you know, g- you know, get picky about it, Duval should start that. Game. That's a four run lead. You know, you you bring him along in low. I mean, there's no such thing as a low pressure situation in Colorado trying to close close out a game. Well, we we all know that. <laughs> that's, but, that's fair. But it, but in three four three four run type, type games, because like I said, since his debut, you know, he's he's kind of gone down a little bit and. He's having no issue getting two strikes on guys. He's getting ahead 0-2 on I swear to god on almost everybody, but Good he's point. he's having issues putting guys away and that right there that's mental. You know, Doug, you you pitched. I didn't, but that is mental. You know when you are getting guys away and you're like, "Okay, I don't want to, you know, screw up here. I don't want to hang one." It's 0-2. He he's scared to use his it's, fastball. Yeah, it's 1-2. I don't want to I don't want to throw throw a fat one here and and what happens when you do that? You throw a fat one, you know, you, you leave one up. You know, he was lucky that CJ Crone didn't take him out of the stadium up to that snack bar level, the, <laughs> you know, the batter before, you know, before he he, before he hit that that, that that dead bird that extended the game. He, it was one, two, he throws a fastball right down the freaking middle and Crone fouls it right back. And I put in our chat, oh my God, you know, right when that <laughs> happened and whatever, black does it the next day anyway in a, in a similar situation i think it was a two one two 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 count and it was, it's right down the pipe you know so it's it just it's mental with him right now but he's getting put in these high leverage situations that he's just simply not ready for brooks go ahead i'm sorry
2: uh yeah yeah i just wanted to uh share a tweet from our uh, buddy a friend of the show uh mark deluke um this was back out, in mark. Hey, yeah. hey mark friend of the show follow him at mad delukey Um, April 19th, uh, which was the second appearance for Camilo Duvall ever, uh, came on a back-to-back different city. Uh, He started in Miami, and then his next outing was the next day at Philly. And Mark tweeted, uh, in my continued tracking of Gabe Kapler's propensity to use pitchers on back-to-back days... He appears prepared to use Camilo Duvall for the second consecutive day. This would be the first time he has ever appeared in a game on back-to-back days as a pro in 119 games, right? Which totally makes sense because there's no minor league team any pretty much at any level that's using a young pitcher two straight days. They'll get a call from, from the owner of the big league club going, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> You're, you're running my, uh, my pitcher into a very dangerous territory. I do not like that. So um, so sure enough, uh, Camilo gets his first game. He's right out there the next day. That was kind of interesting, right? A couple days later, hey, Camilo, can you go three out of four? Well, Camilo gave up a big bomb to Harper there. It, it was tough. Another high leverage situation there, um, mm-hmm. which is a theme going forward for Camilo, who, you know, remember, he's only pitched in high A ball. And, you know, sure, there's been some guys that go straight up to the bigs and they dominate. Yeah, but I mean, come on, that's, that's uh, not the norm here. And as talented as a, a guy that Camilo is, it's still just, you're like Rob was saying, you're, you're setting him up for failure here. The guy has never pitched back-to-back days. Now you've got him pitching back-to-back. And then three out of four, yeah, he gets bombed away. And then Kapler all of a sudden goes into defense mode. Guess what? He doesn't pitch for a while now. He doesn't pitch 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th, 26th. Okay, that sucks. So now he's rested. He pitches great 27th. And then all of a sudden he finds himself in another back-to-back. Like, can you do it again? Let's see if our result changes Mm. here. So he pitches another back-to-back. A couple days later, he's pitching again. He gets freaking bombed. Uh, First pitch uh, sneak attack from Jerickson Profar on his fastball. Mm -hmm. And he ends up giving up three earned runs in that uh, outing. And you could really just tell that this is a young guy that kind of like, Hey dad, can you come pick me up? Like on the mound, like this is not going well. And I think he's, you know, he's definitely uh, someone that's probably got more confidence than he might be showing in some of these. Um, But that was tough to see. And I know Doug, that was tough for you to see because it kind of felt like you've seen a pattern here back to back. And then the next outing, he blows up back to back. Next outing, he blows up. And, And I just wanted to say, you know, after that game that he got blown up in San Diego, he pitches the next day, which, <laughs> uh, you know, sure. He, they, you know, Kepler figured it out and he gave him a seven to one lead to work with. And what does he do? Goes one, two, three, with two strikeouts comfortably as a young 23 year old should. Uh, but literally it, I bet you, if that rainout didn't happen, he would have pitched three days in Rogue Boys because instead he pitches game two, which was just Again, three out of four days, again. And guess what happened? Again, he got bombed away and Blackman was on every pitch and it was just, we all were feeling it. We were mm-hmm. all like, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And he gave up the, the bomb there. Uh, it was a cement mixer slider over the plate. He's not trusting his fastball right now. That is why he's in the bigs. It's not because of the slider. Doug, yes, tell me I, what you think it, about that.
0: I, I wanted to get into that. First of all, your dad come get me off the mound um, analogy is fantastic.
2: <laughs> second, <laughs> uh, second,
0: but yes, that's exactly what I want to talk about. He is up there for his, his – it's not just a fastball. It's a fastball with movement. It is hard to um, not only catch up to but to locate it uh, with the barrel of the bat. And so um, what I wanted to look at was – I'm on fan graphs here, and I don't freaking know which section's right here. But anyways, he is statistically using his slider more than his fastball. I'll just say uh, that. I think he's using his slider 64% of the time, and his fastball 36%. Of cannot them. happen. And to tie into that, I was also looking at, and uh, our guy Charlie will enjoy this, I was looking at uh, the you know, fielding independent percentage, which is FIP for you Sabermetrics nerds it's at 8.20 which is higher than his actual ERA of 8.10 that's tough. meaning that's awful what that means it's, is it's is he's not ERA. missing
2: really-
0: he's not missing anything that means everything especially and rob made a great point o2 he gets there snap of the finger no problem and then Instead of fooling guys with 0-2, you know, even 1-2 with something out of the zone, getting guys to chase, he's leaving stuff in the zone. These are major league hitters, Camilo. Nobody's going to freaking miss those. And so that's hurting him. Um, and so I think we can wrap up Camilo Duvall of that. So yeah, I hope, he, I hope yeah. he gets going, man. I love this guy. I think he's going to be great. But
2: but how do we use going. him going forward, Doug? Because the experiment, I feel like it has nothing to do with Camilo. If the test is, hey, young boy, hey. He has
0: three holds already. Maybe just put him in the eighth inning.
2: Hey, (laughs) hey, hey, guy that has a high A experience only, can you pitch three out of four
0: over and
2: over again? And can you do back-to-back days over and over again with a bullpen of guys that all of a sudden don't pitch for a week, Doug? Tell me why does that make sense? Barriger and McGee didn't even play in the San Diego series, and there was a couple games where the Giants were down – by a run. And I hate how the, the computer rules and says down by one, can't use Rogers down by one, can't use McGee. And for whatever reason, Berger was not invited to the party. It's like he, he could have just been on a taxi squad playing video games the whole day. Cause he did not even get in there. So I'm, I'm just wondering, tell me how do you use Camilo going forward? Because the three out of four ain't working the, you know, every time he comes into real quick, every time he comes in, you look at it, bottom of the seventh, ahead one, bottom of the eighth, ahead two. Bottom of the seventh, ahead one. Seventh inning, tied. Seventh inning, ahead three with the bases loaded, though. Yeah. Bottom of the eighth, uh, down one. And bottom of the ninth, ahead six. That was that 7-1 game where I'm like, hey, finally he gets to relax here. And then he goes into the last inning and cores uh, head by run. Please don't give up a bomb to Blackman. There you go. So
0: let's be real. Like, 85% of his appearances have been in, like, "Hey, you need to get this done kind of situation. Or
2: we lose yes
0: so tough
2: on a young guy
0: it is he's 23 so so yeah it's tough and again no no higher experience than high a ball so so to answer the um, question
2: how do we use him going forward lower leverage situations sparingly
0: get him comfortable get him confident and we'll go from
2: there you use the fastball
1: you get him back to okay how am i gonna put this guy away because right now he's in the Holy crap, okay. How do I not screw this up when he's up one one two oh two? And you can see it. You know, I yeah, we've all played ball, we've watched a long time. You can see it with him right now. It's holy crap, how do I not screw this up? So you gotta get him back in a low leverage situation where he can like Doug said, find that swagger again. You know, because he had it that opening night, so yeah.
0: Interested in starting your own podcast, then anchor is the right platform for you. When it comes to creating a podcast and editing and producing, Anchor has all the necessary tools for you to have a top-notch product. Anchor also distributes to your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They even give you the opportunity to make money like we are right now just by having them as a sponsor. The best part? It's completely free to download and use. Download Anchor in the App Store or on Google Play and get your podcast started today. Brooks, you brought up Caleb Berger, and this is the last guy we kind of really want to focus on. Mm -hmm. Um, He's appeared in 11 games, obviously, of the Giants' 31. So there have been several more arms that have been used than him, obviously. He has yet to give up an earned run. He's given up one unearned run in eight innings pitch in his 11 um, appearances. So no ERA, obviously, a 3.35 FIP. He's been good. Why aren't the Giants using Caleb Berger more?
2: which is funny because his FIP is the exact same as uh, Matt Whistler, which is really weird if you think about it, because one guy has an ERA of zero and the other guy has an ERA of eight. And, you know, Matt Whistler doesn't pass the eye test. He comes in and gets rocked. He gives up guy other guys' runs. He cashes them in. So that's tough to see. But, you know, it we're talking about a sample of eight innings. Um, you know, it's it's kind of on track for, for a lot of these guys, you know, through one month, you know. Uh, you're looking at yeah. a 40-inning uh, pace, 45s you know, Rogers is going to be like 70, 80 appearances. It's going to be insane. And that guy's arms eventually going to fall off. And we're all going to feel really bad about it. Cause we all watched it happen, but I digress. <laughs> we go back to Caleb Berger, one of the better names in all of baseball Berger. Um, he, uh, if you look at some of the games he's entering uh, bottom of the seventh with two outs ahead four. like what bottom of uh, you know, you know, eighth inning ahead five uh seventh inning ahead five it's it's weird they they really and you know some might say that's why his ERA is squeaky clean because he's all going out there and he's uh you know I actually say the opposite that's when a guy is just saying I don't care we're gonna lose I'm gonna try to hit a homer here (laughs) and he's still getting it done so uh going back to uh Barriger's usage um you know we kind of talked about it a little bit but uh you know April uh uh, you know, I do want to correct myself. He did get into the Padre series. It was the series before that where he didn't pitch um, April 21st to 28th. He didn't pitch, uh, which was really weird. And then uh, uh, he barely has pitched since then. Uh, so it's, it's weird, Doug, he's not being used properly. I don't think uh, he's always uh, last guy up. Um, we always thought he was going to get stretched out um, to be a starter. I don't know. What's the plan with that?
0: Well, Rob, I, I, Rob, I want to let you – I'm going to let you talk in a minute. Hold on. I'm going to Kanye you. No, but I, I did bring up the point. I, I think it was more of in our private chat for our admin Giants chatter, whatever. Anyways, I, I, because we were all kind of like, well, why isn't Barriger getting used more? And we knew going into spring training that they wanted to stretch Barriger out as possibly a starter. Um and so I brought up the point of, well, maybe on the days off or even maybe on game days, he could be throwing sessions where um, he's throwing upwards of 40, 40 to 50 pitches maybe on the side and he's not available in games because they're really trying to stretch him out to maybe, I don't know, maybe by season late season, they could use him in 60 to 75 pitch outings and then turn it over to the pen in the fifth inning. I don't know. I mean, that's the only thing I can – justify it because you bring up a good point of he's being used. in and again, I don't want to say low leverage situations, but, you know, comfortable leads for the giants where bear girls, getting used instead of, you know, the giants are using um, these younger guys um, in higher leverage, more stressful innings or situations. So, um, you know, and, and Brooks, you brought up a good point the other day, I think privately with us as well. Um, are they just throwing these young guys into the fire so you know mid season late season they're ready to go? And I'm sorry if I spoiled anything, but that that made me think of it. You know, so
2: I don't know. Well, I'll Who just knows? say I'll just say uh, I, that's that's I'm, I'm going with that. I'm sticking with it. It's my new um, my my hot take is that Camilo or Santos or even. Uh, Kervin Castro hasn't even come up yet, um, which, you know, we're all wondering, God, are they really going to just unload all of these, you know, young 20 somethings without any uh, any experience into a situation where, you know, you can't lie to the fans. I mean, you are in first place. Are you really saying we're just practicing on stuff? We're just experimenting Um, yeah I've been kind of saying I still you know I feel like the schedule is going to steamroll the Giants at some point they've been getting a lot of great uh, you know uh, matchups they got Pirates coming up you know it's going to get tougher for them and it's going to be at the wrong side of July and it's going to be really uh, Farhan's going to be making some bold bold moves Uh, I hope it's uh, you know the fans will understand that he's trying to get somebody to help 2021 and 22 and 23 and 24 and he's trying to get Mike Talkman, but more of those guys Talkman's available you know under team control for four years yeah that's the kind of move that they're going to need to make that can tell the fans yeah we're trying to win now obviously and in the next few years so I I go back to yeah just just going back to uh I, I did want to mention how are they stretching out Berger? it makes zero sense to do it up here Yeah.
0: I I mean, in in two, it makes me think like if Daniel Nunez never gets hurt, like we're probably already seeing him already possibly. I mean, I don't know. Just a thought. I I think so. Absolutely. Rob, do you have any thoughts on Caleb Berger's usage?
1: No, I I think you guys covered it pretty well. And what I was going to say was the way he's being used right now is probably the way Camilo Duvall should be being used right now. And Good point. He, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Brooks nailed around right the head. I mean, they're low leverage situations. And, you know, Berker, you know, threw well last year. And, yeah, he was a real candidate when we were, you know, a week away from spring training. And the Giants still had three holes in the rotation before everybody got signed, Wood and Sanchez and all these other guys. So, yeah, I mean, we were kind of excited to see what, what he, could, he could bring this year. And, yeah, we haven't really got got, got to see it. And I'm, I'm thinking there's still a possibility if the Giants ever – you know, like a like a like a six man rotation at some point. You you never know with guys like Wood and Sanchez. You just don't know. You know how long that you know that they they, they can go. You know with their injury history. Same with Desclafani too. I mean, there's there's still there's still a lot of questions with the uh, rotation. So that's why it's important to not close the book on 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 Berger. But I think I think uh, you guys are right. You know, I think they're trying to showcase guys like Santos and and, and Duvall. I'm not saying they're they're going to trade them, but the usage is very telling and yeah, they are in first place. So it's like, okay, shut up. But <laughs> they are trying very hard. I think to put these guys in, in a, in a, in a spot early to, to shine or <laughs> fail miserably on, unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, but my experiment. Yeah, exactly. And I, so I don't know. You're, you're right. The schedule is going to get tough and Farron's going to have to make some, uh, some tough calls, come come july because i think they'll still be in it but i think last year and (laughs) and this year too i think it was all i think this in their eyes this was all going to be a big couple years of experimenting and see what they want to do but somehow they're you know up at the top of the so that's going to put a lot a lot of friction between them and people like us who watch every night so it's going to get interesting
2: they, they also didn't foresee the Dodgers to completely nosedive uh, this past uh, 10 to 12 days. <laughs> yeah, that too. That, no yeah, that too. No it. kidding. Painful losses for those guys, too. Getting the lead in the 10th, uh, oh, tied. Getting the lead in the 11th, ah, oh, losing. <laughs> As a fan of the Giants, you know you love it. It's, it's just beautiful great thing. to watch. Books, struggling. you got something to say real quick? Yeah, I do. Uh, I just want to um, – I just want to mention, and I, I actually was headed toward this point in the beginning, and I think I fell off track here, but um, Giants have 13 losses, right? Uh, it's been frustrating because they've actually been in every single game, except for just a couple. You know, they of the 13 losses, they were shut out twice, right? They really had no chance to win those games. They never got anything going. They never threatened, right? They lost three nothing and four nothing. So really, they were a grand slam away every time to, to actually get back in that game. But it never happened. And I don't really look at those as missed opportunities. You know, they just didn't have it that night. That's baseball. You look at the yeah, it's baseball, right? And you look at and they bounce back great after those shutouts, by the way. Uh, but you look at the other eleven losses, and this is what you know. I hope is keeping Kapler up at night. And if he's not, he just doesn't care because they only <laughs> they only lost by four one time. It was recently to uh, to the Padres, um, and that was that game where they had a three to two deficit in the eighth inning and I was saying go Rogers here go Rogers. why not why not go Rogers? what the heck and they ended up just piecing together it was Camilo and everybody else and it was just like oh man that was the inning where you you keep it close because you know you get Melanson into the game right and then now he's not available to pitch the third game instead I- uh, it didn't work out that way it happened as I thought it would so they lost by four but other than that they lost by three two different times they lost by two three times. They lost by one, five times. And it's tough because you know how many times they lost by one. You're just like, really though? Really? Really though? We're not going to use the right pitchers, which I think are the right pitchers. I, I'm not the manager, but some of these, I'm like, why wouldn't you use Rogers here? Why are you using Rogers and McGee here? Why are you using Camilo here? So, so that is what's frustrating is that, you know, out of those 11 losses, you probably think that, five of those 11 were winnable and now you're looking at a really nice record for the giants 23 wins uh oh, man that would be oh, beautiful 23, 23 and eight, and would be, eight. yeah oh. that would be and it's it's not even like crazy to say that out loud because they could be 23 and eight right now and just saying half of those games they just kind of just put the guys in uh you know with a chance for success there uh last last thought on that is that that's why it's frustrating to see the Giants lose those games because the, you know their run differential is second best in the National League. They have a plus thirty. Only the Dodgers are better with plus thirty-seven because they've had, you know, they had that revenge blowout fourteen-run game against the Brewers to salvage that series. But run differential is kind of you know it's tough to to analyze sometimes. But it, it's just showing that the Giants aren't get, you know they have not lost a game by more than four runs. They are not getting blown out and They're that's are blowout what's proof. That's what's yeah. frustrating. So they're going to get blown out tomorrow. That's all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I had I had two quick questions for each of you sure. um, before we wrap up because we are going long, but it's okay. Um, number one, what's handcuffing Gabe Capramore? Is it the matchups or is it the three-inning rule? You know what? I think it's the – you can talking about the uh, three-batter rule, i say not three-inning rule. Oh, I'm an idiot. I don't know why I wrote inning. I meant three batters. You you, you I, was like, I was like, wait a he second. He's gone
2: with it, man. Oh, my <laughs> God.
0: This guy's got to come in for three innings. Yes, I mean the three batter rule. Excuse my freaking French.
1: Three batter rule. You know, you know it, it's really, it's, it, it, it's hard to say, but I, I, I think it's – I'm going to give him, for the first time in weeks, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say it's the three batter rule because that is tough. And it's tough on, on everybody. And I, I don't really know how managers are able – able to to do it i mean you're kind of just rolling the dice you know taking their word for it down there okay how good are you know are you feeling good you know before i i get i get you up and because i don't want to get you up and and, and set you down because no you know nobody nobody wants that pitchers hate that so yeah it, it's a roll of the dice and i i think that's that's a big part of it you know because the matchups like yeah like you can you you're not always going to get three righties in a row you're not always get three lefties in, in, in a row and Kepler does you know, want in his mind. He, he always wants the per, the perfect matchup, and so does Farhan. Like 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 Brooks was saying earlier. You know, they always want that. But yeah, I'm gonna give him the the, the benefit of of the doubt and say it's it's the it's the three batter rule because it's just tough and it's new on 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 everybody. But still, it does it doesn't ex- excuse the you know putting all these young guys in horrible situations where they're more than
2: likely gonna gonna combust. So combust (laughs) I I, I think that's great Rob that's uh, that's that's where I'm at as well but uh, you know you got me thinking Doug and I think everybody listening to this is just gonna have a freaking riot it's gonna be great you ready for this (laughs) if any team hasn't done this yet they will at some point and I think it's gonna be the Giants the Giants are going to do something to get out of that three batter minimum rule if he has a guy on the mound with a plan. Hey, if you don't get this guy, I need you to storm the umpire and argue until you get kicked out. And Are we going to loophole get... Larry this? I'm going to loophole Larry. Okay, <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty sure. Good. If, you get, if you get thrown out for arguing balls and strikes and the umpire doesn't actually catch on to what you're doing, you got to replace that guy with another pitcher. Yeah. So – I'm very interested in the Giants finding a way to, to work the system. Uh, <laughs> and the other one is, oh, my arm. Ow. It's broken. Motion to motion the dugout. Come out. Dave Greshner. Dave Greshner. Uh, grabbing. You know what they do? They walk up and they just touch the upper back, or the uh, lower back, excuse me. And they just touch the lower back. I could do that. I could walk up to the guy and just touch him in the lower back and say, hey, how are you? How's it going? I'm getting paid 180K to do this, but how are you feeling? <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, that is another way to get out of the game and then say, well, I guess I'll put in, uh, oh, I have a lefty warming up. I'll just put in my lefty. Weird. Uh, Weird. Hey, and, and and you know what? That's a great point because the
0: Giants have uni- manipulated the whole COVID IL situation. Absolutely, with putting guys on the IL for what two three days just because they had vaccine side effects. Hey, uh, let's bring up
2: let's bring up reinforcements. Let's bring up reinforcements. Boom. That's a good point, man. That's it's a good always. Point. The COVID uh, effects, I felt it, man. It's real. But it's always the guy who isn't pitching that series. That has me questioning. <laughs>
0: Gosman? Always.
2: Oh, okay. Do something so, about it,
0: Rob. Do something about it, Mr. Manfred. So what are literally, you do about it?
2: So Joey Bart got in that bat because Gosman literally got the series <laughs> off. Uh, I love it. <laughs> it. And that goes back to the loophole thing, man. It's the same thing why Matt Whistler will go on the Phantom IL uh, tomorrow. Uh, before game time we're going to see a new pitcher up here um, and uh, it, it'll probably be Santos again Santos for another cup of coffee a, a shot of coffee. espresso and uh, Whistler will go on the phantom Isle. I'm calling it now oh he's got a you know um, soreness on his left uh, right side you know just like they'll be like isn't he a right handed a pitcher shouldn't be re-? oh yes limp on your right side <laughs> so uh, anyways um, that's the system and uh, that- I do yeah, I'll, I'll just, just wrap up by saying, uh, in all seriousness, I do think that uh, the three batter uh, rule is is definitely something that's uh, keeping uh, Kepler in uh, in a weird zone there. But at the same time, he didn't have that rule in Philly, and uh, yeah. he also had problems there. Sucked there, too. So. It's true, it's true. That, that's true. That's where I'm at. All
0: right, I'm going to give you guys 30 seconds on this, and I'm literally going to tell you when it's up. So we need to wrap it up. Oh, so boy. last question here. I was I was vocal before the season that the Giants will be a closer by committee. Jake McGee started off really strong. He struggled the last few outings. Will they continue to throw McGee out there in the upcoming weeks, or will this become a closer by committee? Rob, go first. I think it's got to become a uh, closer
1: by committee because McGee looked, looked like he was going to be the guy. He had, he had the experience, but, I mean, it's just proven right now that, you know, that's it's not his his comfort zone, and – whether it's Gabe Kapler's fault or not for sending him down for a week, you just, you can't throw him back out there at least not now. So I think in the coming days you are going to see a variation of uh, pitchers in, in, in that role. Don't know who yet. I mean, you. I'll, I'll go with Alvarez. You know, Alvarez, he's get a shot. You, know, he throws like ninety nine. 99. He's just chilling down there. So maybe
2: maybe he can get get the nod tomorrow if it happens. I don't. know. Not
0: bad, Robbie. Thirty three seconds. Brooks, go.
2: Okay. Uh, you know uh, we're looking at. McGee who missed the entire Padres series and now the Padres are back in town. So it might be weird timing to say he's not the closer. Cause I think Gabe's trying to avoid using him anyways. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think Rogers, if the giants have a save chance this weekend, uh, I think Rogers will get the first crack at it just to give McGee some time, but going back to it, I think McGee regains his uh, closer as a try again, buddy. Uh, you, you, you know, keep working on your stuff, find your, uh, your spots. Stop missing the, uh, you know, the glove. Because why, Doug? Why, Rob? Because they don't have another eighth inning guy. In case Rodgers moves to the ninth, they don't have another eighth inning guy. And if it's Camilo, then I'm really going to be questioning things. So, uh, so. (laughs) Hey, you leave his name out of your mouth. (laughs) Oh, boy. Camilo. So, uh, that's probably over 30 seconds. But uh, I think McGee will be uh, back to the closer uh, pretty soon here, especially with Pirates and these other matchups. And then, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting when the Dodgers – uh, you know, matchup comes around. Uh, cause, cause McGee's got some history with those guys. So um, yeah, I think McGee is still my closer. Um, he, you know, you can't take the eight great outings without dealing with, you know, you can't have the high without the low. He's had a couple low points and Kapler just needs to use the guy better. He's just fine when he's pitching every other day with a couple of days off when he's off a week, dude, that's not good for anybody. And that's it. That's my 30 seconds. Longest 30 seconds in sports.
0: <laughs> hey if you're not joined up on giant chatter on facebook make sure you are you can join in the description below of this episode uh rob brooks and i are all co-admin on there uh, we love to interact with you on the daily especially our game threads our game threads have been on fire so uh make sure you're joined up on that um brooks thanks for coming on man we love having you on i'm sure we'll have you on before the end of may is up anyways so thanks
2: for having me on guys I- hell yeah I, I am my say hey uh, connoisseur, so uh, yes. especially on Willie Mays' uh, birthday, man. Uh, just just happy to be talking ball with you guys, even if uh, you know the Giants aren't in first place. But they are right now; they're in first place. So thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. We we enjoy it. Yes. Willie,
0: the say hey kid Mays, happy birthday, my friend. Happy birthday, ninety bro. years old, ninety years old. Brooks, Rob, thanks for joining me tonight, and for Brooks and Rob. Have a good night and go Giants. Go Giants. Go Giants. Go get some. To
1: it's by by
0: baby. Every time
1: the
2: chips are down, it's by fine, baby. History's in the making at Candlestick Park.